Welcome to the Yogipreneurs podcast with me, Amir Jafari. In this interview with Collagen Gorgiev, who's a serial entrepreneur who's raised millions, sold his companies for millions of US dollars all over the world, um, having companies in Africa, Europe, Asia, what he shares with us is real spiritual principles that are executed by an entrepreneur who hasn't read spiritual books and hasn't gone on yoga retreats and hasn't really done the, the development work as a spiritual entrepreneur, but has inherently built these spiritual processes and ideas into his everyday life. And I think that's what makes this, this podcast super interesting. It's about how do we take these spiritual ideas and actually incorporate them into, into everyday life to really ignite our businesses and our visions. Kalo, welcome to the Yogipreneurs podcast. My first question is about the work you've been doing over the last 12 months as an entrepreneur. Whilst COVID has created a lot of destruction, chaos and tragedy for us, it has also given us space to press pause on our lives, review what we are doing and create new opportunities on our own terms. As we've discussed, the businesses that have been affected by COVID are the big corporates, the majority of them anyway, that have these linear, stable paths of growth. And now startups have this new opportunity to innovate because there's more opportunity for them to come in as disruptive leaders in the industry because of their agile nature. And I have personally seen this in my work with entrepreneurs that actually there's more opportunities, more space for startups to come and co-create with corporates. The old structure did not let smaller companies and startups in so openly because there was a stable linear path. Now in chaos, there is no choice but to let these smaller companies in. So you could say COVID has snapped us out of our automatic lives and into the possibility of being conscious creators. It has shown us that nothing is certain, shown us the finite nature of things and that life can be different, it actually can be better. It has shown us the unexpected potential entrepreneurs have to follow and create their visions when there is no linear path. Now, this is so perfectly relevant to your own experiences over the last 12 months. So it'd be wonderful for you to tell us about what happened when the first lockdown happened in March 2020, when you were stranded in Zanzibar, Tanzania, and used this opportunity to find and build a, a vocation resort space that includes a hotel, a residential park, kite surfing school, co-working space, yoga, and various sport activities. And also your vision of bringing conscious entrepreneurs and change makers together to create a new, radically different entrepreneurship path. So I'd love to hear from you. I think we would all love to hear from you. How has COVID actually been a catalyst for all the work that you've been doing? Well, thanks for asking me. Actually, what I believe, what I strongly believe, I think I shared with this with you already the previous time, is that COVID situation, being a global crisis, like many other global crises, is actually changing a lot, like... Um, how to say, moving the layers, more or less. So all these global uh, crisis situations are usually changing a lot in terms of moving the layers. So that, what do I mean in this respect is, do you believe that when you have a global crisis, the energy or material side of our nature is actually disappearing? What I believe is not. This is what we discussed even like before that. So what I believe is that it doesn't disappear, it's actually changing. So once you have the shift of these layers, there are a lot of cracks that appear. So say, for example, you're a huge international corporation. And let's say you are working uh, several years before the crisis. 
you can't plan very particularly, very well, what is going to happen in the next one year, two years plan, five years plan. Why? Everything is super predictable for you. So it's really you are solid, you stay there where you are, and you're super conservative. Being super conservative means that actually you are kind of on one side protecting, but on the other side blocking the resource coat of the planet because you're very resourceful on one side and you're on the other side being very conservative, you are not willing to take any risks. You stay where you are, you're super predictable and you go ahead. Is it easy in this case for entrepreneur or new guys to enter any domain? It's not because like they crush the wall into the wall. There are super big companies on the other side, which are very strong. They do what they do and nothing is changing for hundreds of years, hundreds of years until the moment a situation like COVID appears. It's a global crisis. The global crisis is changing a lot. So these companies need to move. Otherwise they fail the huge giant companies. Once they do, first of all, they're leasing resource because they have to before that they didn't. Second, they're opening cracks. So there is a great opportunity in this particular moment for brilliant minds, for the young entrepreneurs to enter there and start something. This is the best moment. I think global crisis is the best moment to start something, anything. So whenever you see a global crisis coming or so something is changing, it's the moment to react, to go and do. This is the moment when the system, when the absolute, how I call it, is needing you actually as, a, as somebody who's doing whatever you're doing. Particularly about myself. So for the last one year, it was an uh, amazing year for me. It's uh, uh, really something that uh, that uh, I really enjoy, deeply enjoy, like uh, for everything that happened. So about a year ago, uh, I was in Sri Lanka and I was planning to start a resort. Uh, this didn't really happen easily because uh, the owners of the of the plots that I was interested in a small island there that was like forty owners. It was, wasn't really easy to deal with them. So then I decided to have my time and uh, go to another place just for a short vacation. Then I came uh, back to Bulgaria. I'm originally from Bulgaria. Stayed for a few days and uh, decided to go after that to Zanzibar for like uh, a weekend or something. A week maybe, more or less like week, one week. Then many of my friends came to my place, about 10 people, to say goodbye the previous night. We started chatting and uh, they started saying, some of them, Hey, Carlo, I'm, you know, I'm jealous for you. What you are going to have like so great time there in Zanzibar, etc. And I said to one of the guys, buddy, if you're so jealous, why don't you come with me? And he started thinking, this guy, and he was like, hey, you know, I'm very busy. And I said, how busy can you be? You work with me, in my, one of my companies. So then he started laughing. He said, okay, let me call my girlfriend. He called his girlfriend. Then they talked. Then she said, okay. And they decided to come. And then it was the next guy next to me sitting my gym instructor, Antonio. <laughs> and I'm, Tony, why don't you join me as well tomorrow? And we go, we go tomorrow morning. They came just to say goodbye. And Tony goes, no way, Carlo. I'm a gym instructor. I have my clients. I got to go there and do whatever. And I said, come on, you have the right to have some free time for yourself. Just come for a week. You can manage with your clients. He started thinking, thinking, thinking. Five minutes later, he jumped in. The next, 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 at the end of the night, everybody, all these 10 people, they said, we go to Zanzibar. So we decided we go. The last one was my mother-in-law. Mother that was actually the, the mother of uh, my wife, Yanina. She was cooking something there. And I just looked at her and said, Lily, you're also coming. She was like, no way, I cannot. I don't have you on a passport. 
go pick your passport, come by the morning, and in the morning we go. So this is how we started for a week in Zanzibar. So uh, the first people that came back home came back home something like six months later. Some of them still didn't come back at all. Why? Once we've been to Zanzibar, actually we got locked there because they stopped the flights. That was right at the beginning of Corona in March. We stayed there and um, then we decided we need to do something instead of struggling. We, uh, we established our like local office to start working there. Maybe a month or two later, uh, we managed to find a place and I decided we want to do like our place. So this place is actually the, the place that you are asking for. We call it the nest and this is the so-called retreat center. The concept of this called retreat center is actually quite different. So it's uh, something that I call for myself SAS, which is coming like a concept for sports, arts and science and putting together people that are actually interested in this. Amazing. And uh, so really, there was an opportunity that came for you in the last 12 months is follow your instincts, take the opportunity you have in hand and create something. Mm -hmm. And actually, you did in the, in the last 12 months, you've created this retreat center, this residential slash retreat center. Um, so that's kind of inspiring to all of us that when we have challenges or things seem to be quite bleak, is to take the, the opportunity at hand. It means pivoting, it means being agile, it means maybe changing our direction. But as long as I think we, we are open to that change, you know, something new will come out of it. And I think what I want you to share your story, and thank you for sharing, what I notice is that there's self-confidence in what you say. You know, you like, you know, a lot of us have these kind of, I don't know, opportunities come to us, but where we don't take them is we don't have self-confidence in, in ourselves to follow this new way. So I know we've talked about self-confidence before, but I just want to learn from you what what has given you the self-confidence, not just in this retreat center, the nest, but in all your um, entrepreneurship um, projects, and there's been quite a few uh, over the last 20 years, to kind of like take action? What 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 gives you self-confidence? And how do you think, and the question is like, um, you know, it's very nice to say, oh, have self-confidence, but how does one do that? How does one really have the self-confidence to follow their, their visions? Well, first of all, self-confidence is absolutely necessary for any sort of success. To do this in the beginning, I'm always, uh, you know, uh, start with dreaming. The first thing I do, I'm always dreaming. I never do something that I don't like. So it's always about something that I dream about. So I stay somewhere, usually in a, in a beautiful place with beautiful people. This is the moment I know that I can stop dreaming. Beautiful place, beautiful people. That's essential for me. A lot of sun and nature. So in these moments, usually some, you know, uh, actually something is coming from inside. And you know what exactly you want to realize in the next, let's say, this period of time. You've been there like weeks or months or years, whatever you're planning for. So once I have this, usually there's a pattern. The first thing that I do, I put this in a spreadsheet. And this is the moment when I already convert the dream into planning. It's a pattern for me. It's always the same. I never dream only. All my dreams are getting into spreadsheet immediately and they become plans. Once this is already a plan, I start selling. The moment I start selling, I usually start selling first not to investors, not to clients. I start selling to potential partners and employees, key people that I need for this to happen, which are really brilliant in what they're doing. They are buying the idea, they are buying the concept, they are buying the professionalism, but most importantly, they buy myself. And I buy them. The idea is to help to, to feel this chemistry in between yourselves. And once we have this, we go ahead and it's easy to, uh, to, 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 to do anything, whatever you are about to do. So 
Of course, to realize any project and for the people to believe in you, first of all, you have to believe in yourself. So this is where the self-confidence is coming. There is no way you can sell anything to anybody, being partners, which is actually the most important, or clients or anything, if you don't believe in yourself. So this is where the self-confidence is coming. It's a very good question how actually we build self-confidence. Because once you have it, it's kind of easy. It's important, you have it, but it's easy because you have it. You have to actually feed it in a way, but you have it. What is essential is, for most of the people, I've been asked, asked these questions many times, what if I don't have it? So what if I don't believe in myself? It's great that you say believe in yourself and it thinks are going to run. It is actually quite right. Quite right, really. This doesn't mean be, be stupid, believe in yourself and do any, any stupidities. Believe in yourself, focus, work, whatever you have to do, and you're going to make it this, I believe, for sure. But how to believe in yourself? So for me, there's one way that this works. There is something that all of us is good at. Something might be business, might be something related to arts, maybe drawing, maybe singing, maybe something related to sports, maybe something, whatever it is. What I believe many times people actually, they perceive all this like hobbies and they say, ah, oh, this is just a hobby. I don't have the time for this. I'm really good at this, but I don't have the time for it. What I would advise in this case is do it. Do it in terms of develop yourself in the best possible way in whatever you are good at. Because when, once you do it, you start building this self-confidence in this particular domain. And you believe in yourself already. Yes, one thing, my, you may think that this is not important. No, it is very important. Because this is a way to believe in yourself. And for the first time in your life, if you never did before, to feel what does that mean. People admiring you. Actually, just be happy with yourself and feel strong. Once you do this in the domain that you're good at, then after that, you just copy the pattern. Because once you feel it, once you know the feeling, it's kind of like easy after that to go and do it another time. Because it's a different domain, but pretty much the pattern is the same. So you make some particular steps, and in the beginning, you're using your naturally given resources, whatever you are like good at. And this is the best way to start. But after that, once building experience, we can start doing the same, even in domains that you're not so good. So, but it's possible just because you know how it works. For example, I did a lot of uh, startup companies. I started many things and all of those things I started in the same way. Do you believe I've been good expert in the, every one of these particular fields and each one of those particular geographies where I started? I haven't been. It's just a pattern. And the pattern started for me from volleyball. I used to play volleyball before and I developed there quite well to a level that I started believing in myself to like a very high, high like level. That was really even strange. And this helped me a lot because after that I started copying this pot pattern and I knew what that means. I knew what is the go actually, where I can, what, how is the way you feel when, when you really, really know that you're strong and you can do it. So more or less, this is, uh, this is what I think about that. So it's essential to believe in yourself and the way it's develop whatever you're strong in to a very high level and you'll see what's going to happen. You're going to do it in many other domains as well. It's just a different domain. I think that's so interesting that you say that because I, I didn't think of it in that way before, but actually finding something that you're naturally good at, that you naturally enjoy, you have a natural talent and it could be music, it could be paint, it could be sport, and creating that consistency and 
you know, feeling what it is to feel self-confident in this aspect will then allow you then to take that feeling into other domains of your life because, you know, exactly how, what does self-confidence mean if we've never had it or we don't, we don't have it, we don't even know what it feels like. So building it in one area of our life that it, we were already very good at and keeping that consistency will allow us then to create a pattern in other parts of our lives. That's super interesting. Thank you for sharing. And I think that's a kind of an inspiring way to look at um, how we can build self, self-confidence. And then, and I think the other thing that I, we've spoken about, another thing that really gives us this ability to believe in ourselves, whether it's our entrepreneurship projects, whether it's, a, it's with, it, with our work or our personal life, is, you know, kind of trusting in ourselves. And we've talked about this, that, you know, you, you have to be able to, in many ways, let go. So let's say, you know, if you... Um, uh, a business and you have you know many different businesses how do you then kind of create this kind of scaling of, of your resources you have to be able to trust in people and know how to let go and have faith that everything will be okay if things go wrong so part of the, the self-confidence isn't just like, okay i believe it i'm going to take action it's like once i'm there and i've created this thing i also have trust to kind of let other people kind of lead it and me to take a step back so would you like to share a little bit about that as well and your own experiences? Or why is it important to really trust not only in yourself, but the people that you work with? Uh, what I believe actually, uh, so one of the very essential things is uh, for us to be humans is to feel well and balanced and in harmony with our lives. To do this, there is different things that we need as human beings. It's not only be successful in one particular area. Many people think of money or any other particular area like this. So we need to have like a balance, like something that is actually kind of kind, kind of like finished. To achieve this, one of the very important things for me, but I believe for many people, is to have the feeling of freedom. The feeling that you can go, do the next thing, do whatever you feel right now, go wherever you feel right now for as long as you feel it, that you want to do it with the right people or whatever, whoever is there. But this means that you are in a position, actually, to lose something that you already established. Imagine you built a business, let's say, in this particular case in Dubai. Imagine you decide that right now you feel you want to do something on the Philippines that is particularly absolutely different. Do you believe there is a risk that you're going to lose whatever you build already here? Because most of the people are kind of like control freaks. Control freaks, there is something very good about them. They are very successful because they are actually controlling everything very thoroughly. So they're very successful usually in their business. But what they're missing is that they don't have this freedom. And would I say I can be really fully finished for my fully in harmony with myself if I'm a slave kind of like for my business? Yes, I'm very successful in my business, say. But am I really going to be like in a perfect inner harmony? I wouldn't say so. I need many more than this. So actually I have on my website, I published this because I've been asked this many times, but I call it the seven components of yes, happiness I read of that. color. Yes, yeah. yeah, these are the seven things which are important for me and I invest the most important asset I have and this is my time. So I invest my time in these things so that it's like in harmony. But to do this, you need to avoid one major obstacle. It's the fear of losing. If you want to, let's say, believe another guy that is going to run your business and you truly want to trust him, what is essential is that you have to address your fears that you're going to lose something. You're going to win a lot of this because you're winning your freedom, number one. Second, you're going to give a chance for these guys to develop themselves because they're without you. They have to take their decisions. They don't cannot knock on your door every day and just like ask, what, what am I supposed to do in this particular situation? So they can become brilliant. You can get your freedom, but what is the pay, the price that you pay for it? 
actually can go wrong. It can go very wrong because the guy might not be the right guy. Maybe he's going to cheat on you. Maybe he's going to do this not by purpose. Maybe he's just going to make a lot of mistakes and your business is going to go, going to go, going to go down on knees or maybe completely go to bankruptcy. To accept this to happen, you need to address your fears. This is for me essential. But how can you address your fear that you're going to lose everything? Come back to the same topic. There is only one way. By believing in yourself that you can restart it from scratch. Once you believe, really, but deeply, that you are not afraid of losing anything or everything, because you know how to restart it, because the main resource that, that you have is actually not your money, not anything else but yourself. If you believe you can restart it, you're not afraid. Then you go do next company. And then once I do the next company, a next venture of any kind, I do it with, with some local partners or whoever, and I do next one and next one and next one. And every time, actually, I'm not afraid because I know that I know how to restart from scratch if it goes wrong. But you know what is the most interesting part? Usually it goes wrong and you lose because of fear. Because of fear that you will lose, you make stupid mistakes and you lose. The moment you actually are not afraid because you're very self-confident and you're not afraid, of course, this mean, this doesn't mean to be stupid. You follow some business rules, etc. The moment you believe in this, you stop losing. You are not afraid that you're going to lose, but in particularly, it doesn't happen. You don't lose because you don't make stupid mistakes. And the stupid mistakes are usually almost every time coming because of fear. Because you are afraid that something is going to happen, you're overprotective, you do something, and because of this, it fails. Because you don't go, how to say, logically, and the way you feel it, it's, you are acting out of fear. Fear, And this is never a good advisor, when you're really afraid that something's going to go wrong. So what I would say about that, that that's the essence, is be free. But to be free, you got to be ready, but really ready, and feel it in, inside that you are okay to lose everything. Write it off. You know that you can lose it. I know that if I lose it, I know how to redo it again. And the final result, I never lose it. Exactly, yes. Because you don't have the fear. So the fear, and you're yeah. completely right. And actually, in episode four of the Yoga Parents podcast with Aya Sada, we talked about um, the, you know, creating this open corridor before between your subconscious and your actions so you know what energy you're giving to things. So pretty much, I think, where you what you were saying is that, you know, if I have fear about doing something and, and I'm taking the action, I'm doing it, but it comes from a place of fear and I'm acting in this fear, the outcome is going, not going to work out for me. So exactly, you know, be prepared to lose everything, um, to let go of that fear and chances are then you will make less mistakes and things will work out and you won't lose it. But if you have fear of losing something, you will lose it. And this is um, very relevant to what we're saying. You know, what they say sometimes is that you, if you see, let's say, a tree on the road and you're very much afraid that you're going to crash in it, you crash in it. Exactly. Because you're focused, you're concentrated on the tree on the road. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So if you mm -hmm. concentrate on the fear of something happening, chances are it'll happen more. But So there's, so we've discussed this, but um, there's four tiers of consciousness, as, as kind of described, and I've really simplified it. But it's about there's four tiers, and it's not linear, and different parts of our, of our lives, we are in different tiers, and in different um, <coughs> stages of our life, we go to different tiers. So this is not a linear process, but the first the fourth first tier or tier four is where life happens to me when I, when we when we think that we're the victim of our experience the second tier is where life creates with me which is where we know we're co-creating our life 
The third tier is life runs through me. And this is where you can see that you're a vehicle for things to happen through you. And the, the, the final tier is life is me. And this is kind of the Buddha kind of enlightened state. But I think what you're describing here about like letting go of fear, letting go of thinking that I, I need to be in control and just kind of allowing things to happen and, and knowing that you're okay with it is this tier of tier, the, the uh, third tier, which is life runs through me which is surrendering and allowing serendipity to happen to you. And, and I think this is a really important part of what I've experienced. When people, entrepreneurs who are successful, they're on this tier. Like, it's like things are happening through them. They're no longer trying to control. You know, it's not, it's this, because vision boarding and affirmations, they're on the, you know, the tier of life creates with me. But when you go a step up, it's like, you're, you're like, you, things are coming to you because you've done enough inner work, you've let go of everything. And you become a channel for things. From our conversations that we've had, I see that that's very much how you're describing your entrepreneurship journey. But I'd love to hear more about this. Is this how you see things? You know, when things have worked out for you in your different ventures, has it hasn't this been this case that things have come to you and it's and it's channeled for you? And what have you done or or not done to allow that to happen? Hmm. Okay, so thanks for <laughs> big this question. question. Yeah, you know uh, what I would say first of all, I, uh, first first of all, I always avoid uh, giving like uh, advice to yes. whoever because I really believe that people are so different. Yeah. We can just learn from one another experience and being so different. Sometimes we have some some points that we are actually close and we can actually take something from it one another. What I believe in this respect is that actually we as human beings, we got to be a bit more humble. So many times we are willing to achieve some big goals, let's say help uh, whatever the world or the dolphins or maybe the animals or something to change dramatically, maybe policy or something, whatever, whatever actually we are interested in. But we're going to change, we're going to change this, we're going to make it for good or better. What I believe is that this is very, very much ego-driven game. It's not about doing something better. It's actually the system is quite, is quite good in developing itself for billions of years with or without you quite well, right? So I don't believe with our small brain we can actually understand so well the system and how it works so that we are, how to say, brave enough to say how exactly we're going to change the system for good. I believe we've got to be a bit more humble focus on ourselves and our inner part. So try to develop, let's say, some sort of like harmony and balance inside yourself. Once we do this, then yeah, the life happens with us. Actually, it's we are the life. Why? Why is that? Because my belief is, one, you focus on yourself. You feel there is a certain moment that you feel yourself like uh, like really well balanced. You just close your eyes. You feel nice. You feel like in balance. You know that your family your health, your business, your professionalism, whatever you're doing, everything is so nice. You can actually keep going smoothly ahead and you're not targeting any sort of like huge, big challenges of changing, whatever. But you know what is interesting? Like what I said before, the moment you're humble enough, you develop yourself as the perfect tool of executing whatever particularly you are expert in. So this is the moment when you're not chasing the idea of being like a superhero or the guy that achieved this or that. But the moment you're not chasing, this is the moment when the, uh, the, 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 the opportunity is arising because actually the system is doing like a call to action for you. It's calling you. It says, hey, you, 
you are like a really perfect instrument for this because you're so balanced and you're not struggling to get like let's say to this particular goal and be like the guy that is going to do this and your my name is going to be over there that i resolve the problem of the for example the forest in africa whatever it is i'm not searching for it the people that are really needed for the system and they can really help to the system are not the people that are struggling to do it these are the people that develop themselves, that they're humble and waiting. They're not even waiting. They're just living their life. And it happens. It just happens that there is a call to action. These are the, This is the way I believe we shall, we shall develop ourselves. Concerning when we, when we speak about this, how life is passing through us. Is it like, like are you the center of the universe? Not exactly. <laughs> so it's like... That's what I believe in. So we have to focus on ourselves, develop ourselves, feel like in harmony, in balance. And this is when the big moment is coming. Actually, the system is calling you when you are the perfect tool for executing a particular thing, not when you're searching for it. That's beautiful. So when you're the perfect tool for executing the vision, that then the system is going to call you. I love that. And actually, two of the entrepreneurs on the podcast, um, Sikun K., the, uh, an artist, she said exactly the same thing. When she stepped out of living in London and the hustle of trying to create her art, her art, that's when actually kind of like things happened to her. Peter, he built his um, retreat, virtual retreat center during the lockdown. So I think that's such an interesting thing. When you take a step back and you no longer look for it, and this is super hard. I mean, if you're if you're a doer, like you're, you're a, I'm, I'm a doer. Like it's so tough to actually, if you're the kind of person who does take a step back and work on yourself but then you it pays in dividends when you no longer search for it and i love that but i don't say don't do it actually you have to do you have to develop yourself you have to do your goals i just say to be a bit more humble when we yeah. are actually considering uh changing the world or changing this or that because what i strongly believe in is that we are like guests here to mm -hmm. the to, to this yeah, place yeah. for let's say near one or two three hundred four hundred years Let's yes. see how long we're going to live, but it's yeah. going to be long, maybe next years. And uh, whatever it is, we're just for a short period of time. And imagine the planet Earth is something like 5 billion years old. So this is a huge thing. I cannot come to a place like this and just say, this over there is so bad. I'm going to change it for good. But who you are? Do you really understand how the system works? Everything connected and related to this thing that you're going to change? Not really. You know the reason? Once again, I want to change it because I want to have my name to be put there that color changed it. But come on, that's not the idea. I'm focusing on myself. If I really feel nice in my skin, under my skin, going like this, then this is the moment when usually if something is about to be changed, it's necessary. I don't say it has to be changed. Then there's going to be a call for action. And then maybe I'm going to be the good the, the guy that is going to, real, uh, to, to realize this project or whatever is supposed to be there. Okay, wow, that is super interesting. And I have noticed that when we feel deep down we're not good enough, we start to think that we need to change the world, like you said, to put our name on it, saying this is what I did. But really we need to be humble about it and know that life is far greater than us. And we need to have balance and inner peace and just make ourselves available for the call to action, for a place of co-creation and collaboration. Would you like to add more to that? Yeah, it's actually once again, so it's like uh, the moment we focus on ourselves. This is the moment when we are actually uh, focusing more or less on the, how to say, 
balancing and putting ourselves in harmony. So this is this is the way we feel like um, good as, as human beings. And we are developing the key aspects of this. For example, I have these seven components of happiness of color. One of them is being a good professional in what I'm doing. Another one is having my family. Another one is uh, having my health in good uh, status, my business, etc. There are like seven things that I'm investing my time in. So imagine the moment when you uh, come to a point that you feel that you really develop well and you feel in harmony and in peace and you actually not in a position to chase for anything. Of course, you do a lot of things. You do because you are passionate about whatever. Right? I'm building the Nestor. I'm building another high-tech company. I'm, I'm going to launch a company here in Dubai, a new, very interesting, very new, very new type of service in aviation, like in about two, three weeks now. So because I'm passionate about this, not because I believe I have to change the world or something like this. This is just going to happen if it is meant to be. But the moment you are in a status like this, in a, this inner harmony, once again, the system is calling you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make call to action the moment you are really ready. It's not necessary for you to chase, to struggle, to be there, to put your name over, etc. This is not a way to be happy. Because in, the, in this way, actually, um, like uh, everything is driven more by the ego. So the moment you are driven so much by the ego helps, by the way, helps a lot to feel self-confidence for this, yes. But not to go too far away and say that, oh, I'm going to change the system. I don't believe in this. When the system is supposed to be changed, when it needs the change, it's calling the best instruments for this. Have you seen that actually usually the ideas are coming to many minds at the same time? It's very interesting that when the system needs something in particular, let's say invention, it's never invented by one person. Let's say it's never been there for hundreds or thousands of years. The moment it's invented is usually invented by several people on different continents at about the same time. Why does that happen? Well, I believe that this is the right time to happen. When there is the right time for something to happen, it's coming to the minds of many people. Actually, not, not a few. But who is doing it? The one that is meant to be. The one that is ready. Because many people get it. Just many people, I believe, they're like good antennas. Like good satellites, they can catch something that is about to happen. But to realize it, you've got to be ready for it. And this is usually the moment when things are calling you. Some friends are going to start calling you, maybe you are somebody from whatever government or something, and they're going to ask for your help, or you're going to feel it. The moment actually you just feel it, that this is meant to be and this is going to happen now, you just go do it. But you don't do it because of the ego. You know, I have to, because there are many people like this. For example, because I want to put my name over something of significance, I just say, I'm, let's say, 20 years old or whatever, and I say, you know, I want to do something very significant in my life. I want to change something. So I want to make the world a better place. And if I ask you, what in particular do you mean? I don't know about anything, whatever, but I just want to be important, you know, just to make it. I'm going to change something. This is a right recipe for not to happen. Mm. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, or happen badly. Happen it and then be unhappy. So, uh, Kalidan, it'd be so wonderful to hear about the nest. And I know over the last 12 months, you've been working on this beautiful space, a resort, residential area um, in, in Zanzibar with the focus of bringing like-minded people together to grow, to elevate um, to ignite new ideas and we can really share this space of, of change and transformation as I see it. But it would be wonderful to hear more about, you know, the purpose, the vision of this space and who do you imagine coming and being part of this community? Well, um, hmm. 
thanks for this question, Mia. So uh, uh, I would say the following. Actually, uh, I consider myself a bit egocentric. So I do uh, this project for like for myself a bit, uh, just to feel like at a nice place. To feel at a nice place for me means to be like at a very beautiful place in the nature, surrounded by, by very beautiful people. And by saying beautiful people, I mean beautiful minds. So I've been thinking about this and how I can concentrate number of people at a place like this so that every time I go there, I really feel like really happiness, like uh, being with these people, exchanging ideas, doing different types of sports with them, doing different practices like yoga, meditation, whatever you're doing actually with the right people at the right place. And I've been thinking how to achieve this, what can put together such people and how a person like this looks like. And I've been thinking about my friends and how, how that looked like. So I came out with something that I called for myself, and it's like a new type of concept that I developed for myself. It's never proved it. I don't know if it's going to work or not, but we'll see soon because I'm building it already. I called it SAS, SAS. Actually, the nest, this is not the name. This is the concept. It's coming from these three letters. What does that stand before? Uh, SAS is coming from sports, arts, and science. I believe that the, these three things are, uh, how to say, the components that makes us humans and the components that makes us happy humans and well-balanced in our life. This is actually what brings our happiness. So let's come back to, the, to, to, to these components. Sports is coming from everything that is related about motorics, everything that is about the movement of the body. It's, well, of course, water sports because it's a perfect place for water sports, but also different type of sports like... Uh, from uh, yoga and these kind of things to let's say uh, gym, crossfit, like anything with uh, professionals, trainers, and nutritionists, etc. It's actually more or less everything about movement of the body. I believe to be happy as uh, human beings, one of the very essential things is to be well loaded with energy. And the way we can load our body is very much by the movement of the body. So this is one of the essential parts. We gotta move so that we have a lot of energy. The more we move, the more energy we have. It's amazing humor, human, let's say, uh, it's not a story, but how to say, uh, like something like some, something like that. It's a part of the humans. Yeah. So uh, then the second thing is arts. The arts is coming about the, the you know, our spirit and everything that is about, about about our soul, about feeding our soul. For the art side, what I'm planning to do there, uh, the place is actually constructed by construction companies, of course, but it's finished by artists, real artists. Mm -hmm. So the place is a very artistic place and everybody going there can feel that actually and can express himself with the place and all the activities that we're going to have there. So one of the things that we're planning to have is an arts festival, which is going to be once per year. So we're going to invite a lot of people which are in domain. But uh, once again, this is going to be a very artistic finish of the place. So you'll see, going to see some, some of the photos of the existing things already and what we're building. And the last thing is science. The science is, is the, how to say, the food for the brain. What we do so uh it's very often that we need to have these conversations analytical conversations what happens here and there and just think think about different topics together and this is the way we are actually i would say we can complete ourselves like human beings so i would rather say that uh, for everybody to be happy we need at least one usually two of these three things 
motorics about the body, everything about the movement, artistic side to be to be to be there and to express ourselves, and the scientific part, which is in, in, indeed actually the brain food, more or less. So one, two, and for most of the people, actually, I would say even three of them. So this is the way we're building the place, and I would love to have uh, the relative, uh, how to say, the right people at this place. And what is the right people? How would you define <laughs> the right people? So actually, the idea is uh, that I in, in, that uh, I'm planning to uh, I'm planning to build a place and uh, sell a part some of the houses. And we are we are planning to have like about 150 houses and sell, let's say, half of them. Why we're planning to do this and to which kind of people to have a spirit for the place. I believe we gotta have both. We gotta have like residents, people that are there associating themselves to the place, talking to their friends, and their friends are like like-minded people. And when you go there, you see old faces, people that you know that you can say hi, how are you doing? And these are the people that are actually doing the spirit of the place. And of course, you have the newcomers, which are regular tourists, or so part of the re of the resort is going to be just hotel based. And this means you're going to have new faces, which are going to be addressed in the same way. So we're going to try to market properly so that we attract the right people that are interested in this kind of like environment being like part of this. I would love to hear your thoughts um, and feedback on this podcast, on the ideas discussed, um, any other questions you have or if you um, if you disagree with any of the things we've shared, I don't know. Um, it'd be lovely to.